Welcome into the Hustle Podcast, Adam Trigger, Chris Thurston, Drew Martin. We are holding it down. Week five college football, week four NFL. We got you covered here. Bill Connolly coming on, Kelly in Vegas, like always. Guys, hopefully your weekend was good. And also remember, we are sponsored by Viva. Viva Tequila Seltzer, refreshing and drinkable hard seltzer with 88 calories, zero carbs, zero sugar, 4.5% ABV. Viva, the perfect drink for your post-game celebrations as it was created with the active lifestyle in mind. Chris Thurston, I know you know Viva, man. This goes down well. I'm guessing you had a bunch this weekend. How was it, buddy? I had a few, Drew Martin Betts. It was was my cousin's wedding down in Connecticut. We... uh... We had a lot to drink, watched a lot of football, had a good time, went to the Yale-Cornell game. Um, I had to handicap that game, so I thought the number was too high, 47 and a half. I tweeted it out before the game started, take the under, and uh, it was really no sweat. So that was uh, nice to catch that. So it was a good weekend overall. Hit, hit the best bet again. No sweat under, for sure. Those are always nice. And uh, Adam Trigger, I'm, I, I'm guessing you had a great weekend as well, buddy. Welcome in. Thanks, Drew. Yeah, no, I had a great weekend. I actually went to Chicago on Sunday, hung out with Kelly in Vegas and some of the Barstool people. So I'll, I'll wait. We'll do a little recap of that when she's on. Uh, but yeah, it was a great weekend. Uh, another winning weekend for me in football. Uh, so I'm happy about that. And, you know, hopefully we can keep it rolling right, you know, right through this week. Absolutely. And this weekend, especially in college football, guys, what, we got four top 25 matchups, Cincinnati, Notre Dame, Arkansas, Georgia, uh, Baylor, Oklahoma State there in the Big 12, just to name a couple. Um, CT, I mean, first, before we get move on to like the basis of the show, you, you went to an Ivy League game. That's something I've never experienced. I'm guessing a lot of viewers out there haven't experienced. How was it, man? I, had, I hadn't gone since I was a little kid, so I grew up in Hamden, Connecticut, which is right next to New Haven where Yale is. Probably went to a couple games with my dad, didn't think anything of it, probably thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And uh, Drew, now that going to it, uh, it it's, it's pretty horrible football. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was fun being there. My, uh, my brother-in-law, who I, I call him my brother-in-law, who married my cousin, he's good friends with the coach, so he gave us the VIP treatment. We were in with the friends and family. So I got the, the free drinks and the food. So that was uh, that was clutch. And uh, it's always great when you uh, when you hit your bet. But yeah, not the greatest of football. There's uh, 60,000 uh, seats in the stadium at the Yale Bowl. And there was probably about uh, 1300 people there. And, well, and correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't none of them play last year? Weren't all the obvious? Yeah, year. so I yeah. mean, that's going to be tough to take a full year off and you know, that's probably something too. Put it this way, Drew Martin Betts. It's not the same as going to an Auburn game or a Baylor game. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I could see the difference in the yeah. gameplay. Also, in the atmosphere, it seems like it might be a little little less hydration in the stands maybe. So, something of that nature. My cousin actually played for Princeton, and uh, unfortunately, I never made it up for a game. I'm a bad cousin, but uh, <laughs> it's C- what C- it is. CT was hydrated. I was texting with him a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I, I had a few. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, hey, Adam, I mean, we, we had best bets. Um, I know that I, I think I was the anchor there. But, of course, hey, it's transparency. You know, losses are part of this business. Um, what, I guess it's time to recap right off the bat before we start breaking down these games. Yeah, let's, let's recap it right now. We like to recap the show from the week before, see where we were right, see where we were wrong. Drew, you're not the only anchor. I hit my first two best bets week one and week two. I haven't won one since, so hopefully this week is the week. Um, 
because I'm on a three three best bet losing streak. But you and I lost our best bets last week. I had Utah minus 14 and a half. They won by 11, seemingly without trying. They could have easily won that game by, by more than two touchdowns. You were on Kansas State. They fell a couple points short. Uh, but CT and Kelly getting it done with the Rams. They were both on the Rams for their best bet. They blow out the Bucks. Kelly is still undefeated uh, with her best bet, so I can't wait to see what she has this week. Uh, we messed up. We forgot to ask Todd Furman for a best bet last week. However, he gave an awesome breakdown of BYU in general, uh, which I'll get to more in, an, in a later section. But he also kind of touched on the BYU-South Florida game, said the only way he could play that game was to take the points. And I want to point out that game went exactly how he said it was going to. BYU out to a 21-0 lead, looked like they were going to blow USF out of the stadium, and they just kind of went to sleep and let South Florida creep back in, ended up being a 35-27 yeah. final. So awesome breakdown by Todd uh, on that last week. Um, everything else was was pretty solid as usual, you know, as has been the usual since we started this. The big game section, um, the only one that we really kind of lost in that section was Texas Tech, which I'm still just kind of speechless as to the the result there. Uh, but CT Betts redeemed himself with Boston College overtime winner. Uh, Drew, you said the the dog could be barking in Texas A&M Arkansas, and barking oh, yeah. did. Outright winner with Arkansas, and I talked about the Bengals and the Steelers. Bengals get there uh, with a with an outright winner as well. Uh, Kelly's card first losing week, but it was only two and three. And again, we're going to get to something else that she did this weekend. I know you all follow her on Twitter, and and she had a, a pretty crazy uh, weekend with one very big winner. So we'll leave that till she's on. Uh, but the Wally's corner, on you know, still. Wally's corner rolling right along. It looks like we're twenty. It looks like he's twenty-one and eleven uh, uh, right now. And once again, uh, this past week, Toledo winner, Army winner, uh, Bengals and Cowboys, and all of them got there regardless of what number you got. Uh, so his wins have been smashing. And the two losers, Kansas State and the Bucks. So he he gives us another winning week. Um, so yeah, uh, all in all, pretty good and. Again, the goal is just to provide winning information. I think we've done that so far, and hopefully we do it again this week. Absolutely. I, I think we can. And uh, Wally's corner is really killing it, huh? This, this guy's just throwing out winners from the desert. It's amazing. It's been unbelievable. Uh, I, you know, we give him a lot of crap for uh, sleeping in and, and taking forever to, to get the <laughs> job done. But uh, he's been delivering. And, and like we always say, and I'll say it again when I do Wally's corner later on, um, the information we're giving you is, is what the sharps are betting and what they're betting early. And if you're able to find a number that's relatively close or better than what we're giving to you, go and fire that because obviously, like Trig just recapped, it's been absolutely money this year so far. I second that, guys. He is just throwing out good information from there behind the counter in a, uh, a Las Vegas sports book that will remain unnamed oh. on the Hustle podcast, right? One more thing, Drew. We taught when Chris gave out that Bucks uh, sharp play from Wally, he said it would get hit by sharp money late on the other side by the Rams. It's exactly what happened. So, again, I mean, that was one of the losses. And if you watched the show, you probably were on the other side. So, uh, with Kelly and, and CT both being on the Rams. So I think it was like another really good week of, of information overall. 
the Hustle Podcast, simulcast live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Alan, Eddie, uh, Spring Hill, all welcome in, watching live here on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. Feel free to chime in, guys, in the chat box. Also, if you're watching uh, on replay, feel free to drop a line below. And uh, please uh, like and comment via podcast as well, wherever you're downloading your podcast at The Hustle Podcast. It's presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer. Viva Tequila Seltzer. Our flavors pair perfectly with our antisinal Blanco tequila for subtle and refreshing drinks. Uh, CT Bets, we got big game breakdown. And talking about the big game slate, this is a big one, particularly in college football, also in the NFL. We'll be talking them both now. Um, I know you had your eye on, what, the Bucks and the Patriots. We got Ole Miss and Alabama. I'm interested in this Bama Ole Miss game. Bucks and Patriots. I know you know a little bit more about those two teams than me, man. So uh, have at it. What are you thinking in the big game slate? Sure. For the the Ole Miss Bama game, obviously this is a Ole Miss team that we've been all on right right since the get go. Here we're all on them over seven and a half wins. They've come out been nothing but fire. Matt Corral is the leader to win the Heisman. Uh, Lane Kiffin has this team rolling right now. I actually bet this game. It actually opened on Sunday at. Uh, Pam minus 20. I was able to get down on Ole Miss plus 18. Um, obviously, that's a great number. We saw last week what, what I, I had a great number with Texas Tech, like Trigg said earlier, and we know what happened there. It, it, you know, I bet a number, not a team there. It, it was a good position. Sometimes it always doesn't work out. Drew, I'm a little terrified right now. This, this game has ticked down to 14 and a half. And every radio show, every TV show I turn on, all the talking heads are talking Ole Miss upset, Ole Miss to win this game. It's got me reeling right now. I know I have a great number. I haven't taken any more uh, yet as the number ticked down. I still like like Ole Miss. I do think they're going to be able to keep it close and keep it tight. What I'm worried about is they're going to be able to keep – are they going to be able to keep it close for four quarters? I think so. Um, I'm just hoping they're going to be able to hold on. But I, I am rolling with Lane Kiffin and, and Corral. I've gotten to the window with Ole Miss plus 18 here. All right. I like it. And I know um, another person that would have a strong opinion here as we uh, get to our first guest. Talking about a guy that knows his college football, guys. This is the best college football writer in the world, in my opinion. You can follow him on Twitter at ESPN underscore Bill C. The man himself, Bill Connolly, coming to us. Welcome in, Bill. How you feeling, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Hey, we're doing good. Here with Adam Trigger, Chris Thurston, and uh, now Bill Connolly. I am Drew Martin. And uh, you know, guys, if you if you're not following Bill on Twitter, you probably need to. He knows college football as, as good as anybody out there. A writer for ESPN. He has multiple columns coming out on ESPN. Com. Professional nerd. I'm just reading off of your uh, twi- Twitter profile here, uh, Bill. S&P Plus, author of Study Hall, and the, fef- the 50 best college football teams of all time, Puma Addiction. Pumas, I like that, Bill. But um, overall, man, uh, what do you got? Oh, nice. Guadalajara, too? Oh, yeah. Are you a Mexican La Liga fan? I, not as much this year. They, we need a few more goals in La Liga, uh, in, in um, Liga MX this year. It's been a yeah. Little, it's been a little on the low scoring side, but otherwise, yes. I love it. I love my uh, Latin American soccer, man. It's it's the type of soccer you just 
you know, you open up a beer and uh, you hopefully your bet kind of cashes there, especially in the state of Mexico. But um, yeah, I, I guess, Adam, um, I, I know that you had a question for Bill. So have at it, buddy. Hey, Bill, thanks for joining us. Yeah, what I well, first, I want to kind of give you a chance to explain to the viewers, you, know, you created a ranking system called SP Plus uh, Rankings. And, you know, I want to know, as sports bettors, we're always looking for value one way or the other. And I, you know, it's a few weeks in, you've got some data now. I want to know if the SP ranking system sees either a fade value or, or, or follow value on any team coming into this week, if there's any outliers one way or the other. Yeah, this is kind of an interesting week overall because, um, I mean, what I've found in the past is for the first three games, uh, really four, so four weeks of the year, basically, you've got it's it's mostly preseason projections, though. We just there, there just isn't a lot of value in a single game. You can't really adjust for opponents very well. And so most of the ratings continue to be um, uh, from the preseason numbers. So after four games, though, it seems like the accuracy really picks up and I start to fade out uh, the preseason numbers a little bit. And you see a lot of movement all of a sudden. Um, and I found it kind of interesting. You know, Florida is up to fourth in SP plus now. They were kind of stuck around the eight to ten area. And, and it makes sense. I mean, they played four good games. I thought I was really impressed with what they did against Tennessee last week, just because I think Tennessee is a solid team in and of itself. And that could have been uh, such a perfect opportunity for a letdown after the Alabama game. But they kind of backed up their status as a potential top five team. Um, so that would be uh, that's certainly an interesting one to me. Um, and then. My numbers and I, I this is this is my numbers speaking. I don't have to agree with everything they say, but um, from a pure upside perspective, I, I've got two Pac-12 teams in the top ten, and neither is Oregon. Um, Arizona State and UCLA both have have had just massive. I think this is a volatile. These are two volatile teams, high upside, low downside. But I think both of these teams have massive upside, and and I'm really curious to see if one of them can make a run here. Bill, thanks for joining us here. Um, in the new AP Top 25 poll, as crazy as it sounds, there isn't an ACC team in the top 20. You got NC State 23, Wake Forest at 24, and Clemson hanging on for uh, for dear life at 25. Uh, I think Dabo Sweeney should just shut up about the, you know, that there, it should be a four-team playoff and worry about getting his team right here. I know it's early in the season, but do you think there's going to be an ACC team in the college football playoff come December? No, I mean, because even, you know, I mean, technically if Wake Forest at Boston College wins out, that's great. It's going to require them to win like eight close games because they don't stand out from the pack very much. And I mean, they could do that. We, we, you know, Iowa almost made the playoff the one year by winning a bunch of close games. So it could happen, but the odds aren't good. And even if Clemson kind of remembers how to score points and, and um, you know, wins out from here, their best win is going to be against like Pitt. Right. So like the only time we've seen a two-loss team come close – you know, Auburn would have made it with two losses in 2017. They had they beat Alabama and Georgia to get to that point, and then they lost the SEC title game. So, no, I, I don't see, you know, if one of the teams wins out, if one of the unbeaten teams wins out, that's great, but it's probably not going to happen. And Clemson, if they went out, they still probably won't get in. So this is certainly um, – we have a lot of weird scenarios on the table this year. Just when you think about all the potential two-loss conference champions and who might be left to, to snare a playoff bid – uh, yeah, I, I can't really see a scenario here where the ACC gets one in. Bill, I wanted to shoot over to the Big 12 quick because I'm a Big 12 guy. Um, and I saw you tweeted it a couple days ago. Oklahoma obviously ha hasn't had the best track record for getting off to a fast start with, with Lincoln Riley. Um, they've struggled with Kansas State as of recently. They dropped their last two to the Wildcats. 
OU goes into Manhattan this weekend as a 10.5-point favorite. Is OU going to figure it out this year and, and start scoring? And if, the, if so, will it start this weekend in Manhattan? Right. I mean, technically, they've gotten to this point better than they were last year. By this point last year, they lost two games. And, and Rattler, for all of his struggling right now in the big play department, he's still putting together better numbers than he did in the first four games last year. So they, there doesn't really have to be anything wrong with OU. It, but there, there's no question that a team like Kansas State, you know, they can run the ball well. And they just they punish mistakes. They sit back and, and wait for you to mis- make a mistake. And if you make enough of them, they can win the game. Last year, you made a ton of mistakes, had a bunch of defensive breakdowns. And I think Rattler, if I remember right, threw a couple of late pick or two. And that gave Kansas State. I mean, that, that recipe could always work. I just don't think it will. I'm not sure that Kansas State's, uh, you know, it, it will require a certain number of mistakes for OU to, to lose. Let's put it that way. And, and you know, they're probably still the safest bet in the Big 12 moving forward. But it is it's a really fun conference just because I like, I'm looking at SP Plus right now. Nine teams in the top 50. Uh, in SP plus. Um, and, and so if OU isn't a genuine top two or three team, they're not getting through nine games without losing one. That's for sure. Yeah. That, that, Big 12 is always bringing up, uh, you, you know, it's just, it's always been like Oklahoma at the top, Kansas at the bottom, and then just everybody in between yep. kind of always changing it up. So guys, uh, thanks for joining us here on the hustle podcast. We got Bill Connolly from ESPN joining us now, the best college football writer in the world. Bill, I'm looking at some of your tweets here. Week five S&P plus picks. I'm seeing Miami 33, UVA 25 going down the list here, finishing with UCLA 31, ASU 29. Um, is there any picks that kind of like jump off the board as maybe your favorite pick for this weekend? Um, well, my favorite, just from an entertainment perspective, is the Maryland beating Iowa one. That one, yeah. Of, like I saw where Maryland was ranking, it still I didn't really comprehend that that meant that we were going to be projected to beat Iowa. Well, that's kind of a believe it when you see it thing, I guess. But I mean, Maryland's been they can throw the ball. Maryland has a lot of athletes and they can throw the ball really well. And I'm curious if it, it takes discipline to beat Iowa, and we'll see if they have that. But I'm I'm excited about that one. I think as far as like confidence goes. Um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I mentioned Florida earlier. I had them beating Kentucky by about 11 points. I am pretty confident in Florida. And usually when I say that things go awry, but, <laughs> um, but I, this is a team, like I said, I think they proved a lot last week and just bouncing back and handling their business and Kentucky it's diminishing returns on offense right now for Kentucky. They came kind of came out of the gate with some fun new ideas. They're not working all that well anymore. They tried to lose to Chattanooga in South Carolina not sure which one's worse. Uh, and and so I don't really think – it'll take a nice rebound from them to compete with Florida. I'm pretty confident in the Gators there. And, and, Bill, do you find yourself concentrating on more like the SEC and Big Ten, or you find find yourself concentrating more like Max, Conference USA, or is it just kind of all over the board? Yeah, well, w- one thing I like about the the getting to write a weekly chalk uh, column for mm-hmm. ESPN Chalk is is that I get to write about just it, it's not about what will get the most clicks. In which case, it's always going to be like write about Alabama and whatnot. I can write about whatever where wherever the interesting stuff is, and and very frequently that's in the in the smaller conferences. And I think one of the things I found super interesting this year, just from from the lines from SP Plus and and whatever else, like. The Mac's been pretty predictable this year. The SEC and Big Ten have been reasonably predictable this year. Like the ACC has made no sense. Um, like even from a closing lines perspective, the closing lines are missing ACC games by like 14, 15 points on average, just like SP Plus is. Pac-12 doesn't make any sense. Sun Belt doesn't make a lot of sense. That's that's really entertaining, if nothing else, even if it's not good for betting. And so it's made things kind of 
rank, figuring out what makes sense in those conferences has been has been pretty tough. Yeah, and, and obviously your, your college football knowledge is like second to none. But are, are you a sports better sometimes? Uh, do, do you kind of throw it around a lot or not at I all? Mean, not, I, I live in Missouri, so it takes it, it takes a few extra steps to do that. And I'm not really uh, disciplined enough to do that. So I just kind of track. Uh, I send my picks to other people, basically. Yeah, no. That, Which is pretty stupid, if we're being honest. It, it really is a waste <laughs> of money on my part. But, you know, it's fine. You, you got to do what you got to do. You know, you live where you live. You know, guys, I, I, I first followed uh, Bill Connolly, my, my old boss, Aaron Redding, who's a great sports better. He was like, man, you need to read what he's writing coming into the season. This was before, way before ESPN, Bill. So the sports betters out there that are betting big money have been reading your stuff for quite some time. I'm talking five or six years ago. Um, you got to be like in tune to that happening, right? With people asking you questions and everything like that. That Do you feel that coming from the sports betting marketplace? Yeah, I mean, you see, you can, plus, you know, when you pick up new followers and a lot of them have picks in the name and stuff, you start you start to figure out, like, I, I bet I know why that person's following me overall. Um, no, it, it has <laughs> been. I mean, it makes sense because the analytics and betting worlds, even if you don't bet, if you're on the analytics side, you're basically aiming for the same things. You're you're trying to to come up with accurate projections and prediction, predictions to stuff. So it makes perfect sense. Like that Venn diagram is just like a circle, basically. Uh, because uh, our interests align. So it makes, it, I, I've, I've never, I've always understood why it happens and it's been pretty fun interacting with everybody. Absolutely. I'm sure people out there are thinking, you know, Bill Connolly at ESPN, you had ESPN Nation before, hopefully I can say that. Um, and, uh, you know, going to ESPN, do you think it's helped you or hurt you in terms of, uh, in terms of just kind of being able to do what you want to do? And also, um, how's it going overall? What's it like to work at ESPN? I mean, it's it's good. It, like I said, you know, being able to you know get involved with chalk, especially. I mean, the thing I was known most for was was talking about everybody, right? You know, not just Alabama, but writing right. three thousand words about Louisiana Monroe in the off season and all. Yeah, that. I don't write three thousand anymore, but it's still I get to touch on every single team in the off season, interact with every fan base, and that's I love doing that. Just being able to kind of take the temperature of of everybody and and get to know how how similar all the fan bases really are i think is, has been a lot of fun and that hasn't changed at all obviously i mean i think i write as much or more at this point i don't podcast as much but you know there's still so the duties have changed a little bit but i i i, I don't feel hindered let's put it that way i still get to write about a whole heck of a lot of, of teams and soccer as well Good stuff. Well, I, I always enjoy reading your stuff. Uh, again, guys, in my opinion, the best college football writer out there, inventor of SNP plus college football ratings. You can check out his articles at ESPN. Um, Bill, is there anything I'm, I'm leaving off in terms of where people can find you? And also, uh, you know, any final thoughts here for the show? Um, yeah, well, I, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything special. I just have the weekly obligations, the columns and whatnot. And you can find all of those either on my Twitter feed or on a link uh, in my Twitter bio. You can find a link to it, basically everything I've written at ESPN. So that's definitely the, the, the place to go. But no, I think, I mean, this has been a really weird season so far in, in college football, but, but not uh, – the, the picks from, you know, we were kind of curious heading into this year were the, you know, the preseason projections and all the numbers that came out of 2020, were they real or would it be smarter to just kind of right. write off 2020 entirely, you know, from a average error standpoint, it's a normal season and, and the nor the data from 2020 has been pretty normal as well. And I think that was, that's certainly good for me. I, I was very happy to see that, but I found that's something we weren't quite sure about heading into the year. And I, and I think we can safely say that that was real football. We watched last year and it really counted. 
Cool. Good to hear that coming from uh, the source himself. And Bill, can, can we get a best bet for you this weekend, man? <laughs> Don't want to press you too hard. Um, I do have Florida was one of them. I will say the, okay. the Florida, Kentucky, that was that was one of them, wherever the line was at, seven and a half, eight, something. Yeah, I've seen eight, eight and a half were starting yeah. to, to pop up. So I guess the move is talk, going right. towards where you're talking to. Yeah, so that was definitely one. And I, I'm, I'm very... I'm, I'm hopping on the Bowling Green bandwagon, which feels horrible. Um, I'll, be hop, I'll be hopping off very soon, but their defense is real, and I'm curious what they can do against Kent State because that's a huge line against Kent State. That's a very difficult handicap because look at Kent State's schedule. Now they're right. playing Bowling Green. It's now kind of the opposite. Yeah, exactly. They can play. They can play. They can actually move the football now. They're not playing Texas A&M anymore. So right. That's actually a really interesting game. All right, so you're going to take the points with Bowling Green. And I'll say quick, if you agree with Bill there, um, there, go now and get it because there's still 17s out there, but that is going to be gone. I can almost guarantee it's going to be 16 or 15 very soon. I thought there was so. an injury that I didn't know about or something. It was, a, it was a lot bigger line than I expected to see there. So maybe, maybe yeah. there's a reason, but I don't know what that reason is. Well, that awesome, 17 is a key number. Like I said, if you agree with Bill, there's, I'm looking at the screen right now. There's still a couple 17s out there. So go on and get that because I don't think that's going to be around much longer. I, I'd imagine that continues to drop. Yeah. Two good ones there. Looking towards the Florida Gators and maybe the Bowling Green Falcons. All right, a little action here from Bill Connolly. ESPN, guys, check them out. Also check them out on Twitter as well. And, Bill, uh, uh, we, we really appreciate you jumping on with us, man. We'll have to have you on again. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Bill. All right, guys, as uh, you can check out Bill Connolly at ESPN underscore Bill C and uh, CT bets. Sorry about that. He, he jumped on right when uh, right when we were going through college football. And then I believe the NFL game you want to talk about as well, the Bucks and the uh, Patriots there. Well, I'm going to leave that um, Bucks pass game. Uh, hey, Abby and I want to uh, okay. get on that a little bit. But there was another one, Drew. I'm, I'm going back to the well with this one. Um, BC. BC is a team that I've been high on preseason. I'm still high on them right now. They're 4-0. They're very well coached with Jeff Halfley. Um, I think this is too many right now. Clemson, as Bill just said, is having, you know, they're having a tough time scoring right now. Clearly, they're they're ranked number 25 for the first time in, in how long? Um, I think it's a good spot for BC. And I like the 16 right there. I think they're going to be able to keep close to the offensive line has been nothing but great for VC. And with Phil Jerkovich out still, uh, Dennis Brochelle has come in and he's been he's been amazing. Dave Flowers has been catching all kinds of balls. They've been scoring. They got a huge win against SEC Missouri last weekend. I took the points. Give me 16 and a uh, small bet for me with VC. I like it from CT Bets at CT Bets 16 on Twitter. We got big game breakdown. We also got uh, Kelly in Vegas in the Barstool Bet segment coming right up. Reminder, guys, Viva watermelon flavor right here. The green can coming to a store near you. Tequila, seltzer, our flavors pair perfectly with Antisonal Blanco tequila. Also, we flavored our tequila seltzer because flavor is the spice of life, and we like our drinks with a kick just as we like to live our lives. Talking about, you know, a little flavor and a little spice of life here with our guests coming in. Uh, Barstool Vets segment, Kelly in Vegas on Twitter, traveling the world and joining us live now. Kelly, welcome in. How are you feeling? Great, except for how digital I am. I still have my office set up, so I have a green screen. I don't know who's living in this is, but it seemed like a really good idea for today because anything's better than a blank wall like Adam. <laughs> hey, no, it looks I, good. I usually have the green screen back there too, but I, I don't 
really know if it, it shows up on this one. So I decided to just move it out of the way and go with my very empty office right here. But, you know, I, I don't have time to decorate it, Cal, because I'm out on the weekends, you know, flying to hang out with you and stuff. So I need to, you know, kind of put some more stuff back here. It's called time management here. It's kind of similar <laughs> to money management, but better because it has to do with the uh, one thing that we don't get an unlimited supply of. It's uh, it's just been a struggle. I have like, I finally have a desk, so life is really good now. <laughs> and uh, my computer isn't propped up on some makeshift kind of deal. But I, I had to laugh when I pulled up this green screen. I'm like, oh, good, it looks like I actually have a furnished house. Yeah, it looks really clean back there. You got a good cleaning lady. Uh, I, I don't know where you are exactly. I mean, you you really have been traveling all over Chicago, Miami. I think you're at Tampa, Las Vegas. Nobody can keep up, but you were with. Uh, Trig this past week. It looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a great time. We were in uh, Aurora, Illinois, home of Wayne's World. Trig did not know that, in case you guys wanted I to did. know. It was pretty funny, uh, and we had a really good time. We did a big Barstool tailgate. All the Barstool personalities were there. And besides the fact that the Bears didn't cover, and I was cheering so hard for them, too, I just wanted to see the bookmakers get slaughtered. You know that I'm always there for a good bloodbath. And uh, unfortunately, they did not. But we still had a really good time during a bunch of high noons. Oops, can't say that on the show. By the way, when are Viva's going to be out? I can't find them in the store. Because I can't find the damn pizza in the store either. Mid-October, very soon. Talked to the owner a lot over the weekend. And um, he's guaranteed me by the end of October, uh, we will be fully supplied for the show. And you'll be seeing it in, uh, in stores and bars. And there's going to be a case sent to my house. Okay, deal. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yes, we, we all need a, a case here. And uh, we got people in the chat box here, Kelly. Kelly, smile. Gotta love that girl. Kelly in the house from Spring Trail Outdoors. Alan in the house as well. Kelly, we also have a question. Uh, when is Bet On It on? Yeah, so we filmed Bet On It right before the show, and it should be out soon. We were going to do live like we did last year, but VR is just absolutely slammed with his UFC obligations. Obviously, I've got a lot going on with Barstool, so it just makes more sense to try to record when we're all available, so it kind of varies in time. We do do the live show on Mondays at 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific. I'm hoping it comes out faster than last week. I think it was like almost 11 p.m. Eastern when the NFL show came out, so really hoping. And I am going to drop some of that gold because I can't even get John Murray to text me back about coming on the show. He texts me, why would you want me to come on that show? And I'm like, you know what? I don't need you. We're good. Uh, so VR was so kind enough to share some of his gold with me. I know last week wasn't the greatest because I cherry picked out of the 15 things he had that I also agreed with. So this week, I'm just going to give you the five uh, totals that look like the sharpest sides to me. Yeah, let's do it. Unless you want to talk big game breakdown or, or, or with, Trig, anything uh, me, like that. I'll just rattle through these real quick. Let me actually just pull up what I had bet myself here. The five totals that these guys absolutely hammered. So I've got my Excel is not my friend today. Okay. Uh, he gave out 127 under 42 and a half. That's Troy at South Carolina. 123 under 54. That's Louisiana Tech at NC State. Under 135.57, Kansas at Iowa State. 151 under 59, Nevada at Boise State. And 221 under 55 and a half, Arizona State, UCLA. Those are the five. And I've been playing all their stuff. So if you guys want to get the rest of his gold, make sure you guys watch the college football edition and NFL edition of Bet on it uh, tonight. And there is just a ton of stuff this week. He was like, listen, I haven't really played that much, but here's what everybody else played. And I go... For the love of God, this is crazy. Uh, one of the guys in the question in the 
text box is asking, take Tampa in a survivor pool. And I think that kind of shifts into what CT and I wanted to talk about because I think that is the scariest play this week. I played the Bengals in one, the Bills in one, and the Saints in my third one. The fourth one I haven't quite decided yet. Kind of back and forth on whether I actually want to gamble yet again. I had the Panthers in three out of four week one. And I don't know if I really want to on the Bengals. I know I need to save the Bills. And I'd really like to save the Saints again. So kind of going back and forth on uh, what's going on here. But uh, CT, I'll let you take over since I've kind of hijacked the show here. And we'll talk a little. Uh, Listen, that's Sunday, November 15th, 2020. Do you guys know what happened that night? Sunday, November 15th, 2020. Does anybody know? That was last year. Uh, You're probably, asking a probably, lot. This is a rough couple year, of years, and you expect you'll remember. remember real quick, KIV. The six and two Ravens went in the Foxborough to play the three and five New England Patriots as seven point favorites. Everyone in the world bet the Patriots. The talking heads. The game was over. You might as well not even play it. That's what everybody is saying up here. All Patriots fans. The game's over. They are gonna smash them. I've had friends who don't even bet. Text me, what's the line in this game? Give me 500, put me in. Can you put fire in this on me? Tom Brady's going to run all over him. Why are they even bothering going to play? KIV last year and I were all over the Patriots. You'll agree with me. There's about two or three spots when the New England Patriots play, and then you're going to say to me, no CTV bets. That's when Tom Brady was on the team. Au contraire, mon frere. <laughs> Here, Cam Newton and the New England Patriots Got the outright win, handled the, uh, the Ravens, outright dogs. Kevin and I didn't even need the points. We threw them out the window. I'm not here to tell you that that's going to happen this weekend, but I'm here to tell you one thing. That line is seven right now. It's probably going to go to seven and a half, and that game is going to be a lot closer than everybody thinks. The game is not over. They're going to still play the game Sunday night, and Bill's not going to let that get out of hand. And I won't be surprised if New England wins that game. When the, when the Just out of goes. curiosity, because you do live in New England, I'm curious to hear, do you think Brady lets it get out of hand? It's not like they left on bad terms. Tom Brady still probably has the utmost respect for Bill Belichick. Does he, though? He's I don't know. I'm asking all, you. He's been on all these shows all week long, and he's kind of throwing one-liners out. because Bill has come out, and he's said a couple things. Uh, about Tom and, and and Tom's like, oh, that, that that's really interesting that that Bill actually is giving me compliments now. Uh, so he, mm. I don't know if he does have the the respect for him. Tom Brady's dad has been calling into the Boston radio saying that they have no doubt in their mind they're coming up here and they're going to take care of business handily. So you love to hear it. Listen, if it gets a seven and a half, how can I not? It's a, right. it's it's a number play at that point in time. Seven, I don't know. I'm going to tell you this right now. I just tweeted out that the Seahawks and the Lions both dropped to two and a half in a couple of spots, just adding to all of these myriad of teasers I've been playing the last two weeks. Everybody, Bucks, Chiefs, teasers, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks, Chiefs, Bucks, Chiefs. That is what, when they walk up to the counter in Vegas, New Jersey, Illinois, wherever they are, Bucks, Chiefs, all week. That is going to be the teaser of the week that everybody's going to hear. One of those teams is going – to probably lose outright. Well, if that's the teaser all week, you should keep an eye on if the if they move 
the the line to block it because if they don't, that's definitely the you know the books basically saying that they're willing to take a position on them. You know, losing uh, and that's that game. how I feel. I mean, look, it was six and a half. If you were going to bet the pat, or excuse me, if you're going to bet the bucks, you should have already done it at five and a half. Correct. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting here at seven, you're way too late to the party. Yep. And at this point in time, if it hits seven and a half, but you're right, Adam, if it hits seven and a half, do we wait? I don't think it, if it hits seven and a half, it's not going back to seven unless it's at a brief period of time and the wise guys take a position and it gets hit. And none of us are going to get that seven and a half unless you were sitting in front of your computer and have your app open at that very moment in time. That's the only way you're going to get it. If they, if they do move it to block that teaser and they take a position that, hey, look, this game could land one or two, very feasible, I, I'm not sure. Kelly, a follow-up to that and, and to Spring Hill here in the chat box, Chiefs are hot trash. I mean, what, what is this, 1-12 in 12, the last 13? You still think they're taking, like, that much public money? They did last week. I mean, look, I, Marco's on the show with me, and he kind of talked me into the Chiefs early on throughout the week. I do a, a podcast uh, with Pam Maldonado, and she's like, dude, you know that you cannot play the Chiefs. You know so much better than this. And I said, you're right. She talked me into betting the Chargers. We bet the Chargers. It was just one of those scenarios. I didn't think the Chargers were going to win the game outright. In Arrowhead, that's a tough place to win. Brown should have probably won there. Look at this Chiefs team. These defensive coordinators have finally caught up to this team, and they are absolute fades until further notice. Well, and Drew, also, I think it has to do a little bit with who the Chiefs keep playing. You know, this week, they're playing the Eagles, who just got run out on Monday night. So it's not like they're playing an opponent that has much appeal. So I think down the road if they keep you know maybe not cover you might see it go the other way in in which case there will probably be value on the chiefs but right now it's like you know it's another week where i I mean who really wants to bet the eagles right there me probably but i'm just saying like you know who really (laughs) wants to bet the eagles uh so i think that keeps happening a little bit as well I like it, guys. Well, Kelly, do do we need to hit any more uh, pats and bucks, or should we start talking about bucks and dolphins? Man, we have just so many games this week. Like, this is the opposite of last week. Last week, I played a bunch of teasers. I was just on cruise control, didn't really love the card. I kind of got a late start this week because traveling Monday, and I didn't really have the best Wi-Fi on the plane. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy this flight, just zone out, got home, and did no handicapping because I went straight into Monday Night Football. And then, as you guys saw on Twitter, I got pissed off right out of the gate, turned it off, did some laundry, and went to bed early. Got the result I wanted with the Cowboys, but yesterday, kind of uh, uh, another off day. So I was kind of playing catch-up, but I'm looking at this, and I've got 15 games I like on Saturday, and that is very uncharacteristic of me. So we can run through some of these, but I've got a lot of work ahead of me tonight before I even narrow any of these, these down. I do have a best bet for you guys, though. Wait, okay. before we go any further, hold on, hold on. Yeah. Let's last, talk about this, please. Yeah, last week, quote from Kelly in Vegas on last week's show, in college football, I've got some bad habits. I'm addicted to those underdogs. How have we not talked about yeah. the underdog parlay yet that you whacked over the weekend on a bunch yes, of different stuff? I even said it. I was like, "There's this is not going to hit. <laughs> okay, when I hit that parlay that paid, I think it was 85 to 1 in 2013, Matt yep. Humans. And I worked at the Review Journal, and he goes, you know you're never going to hit one of those again in your life. That is the once-in-a-lifetime thing. And then Sammy P. and John Murray and I were sitting at this dive bar outside of uh, Thomas and Mac before going to a UNLV game, and I had my last leg of my parlay to pay 86-1 to was Louisville. They were up double digits on Duke at half 
So I didn't want to leave and go to the UNLV game. John Murray leaves. Sammy P's brother texts, you know Duke is coming back. And what happened? Duke came back. I never made it to the UNLV game. I was sick to my stomach. You can't hedge that, even if I wanted to. Who am I going to run over to the Tuscany and try to find four grand to hedge the other side and take Duke's second half? Disgusting. And then I look at this week, and I'm like, I don't love any touchdown underdogs. I mean, there were so many underdogs last week that won outright. And I, I, no matter what combination I would have picked, I would have hit a parlay. I just happened to kind of be a jackass and pick the ones with the three longest favorites. Or the three longest odds, excuse me. It was awesome. Yeah, was Money line parlay, guys. 82 to 1. 82 to 1. And you gave, 80, and you gave almost it out. 83 to, almost 83 to 1. And you gave yeah. it out on Twitter. Uh, yeah, I gave awesome. everything out to her. Listen, I, I think that's kind of the thing is that I, there's a there's a lot of uh, trash talk, right? Most of these people I've had blocked for a long time, and I just don't care. But <laughs> those those days when it's just absolute utter crickets on social media, I have to kind of keep it a little humble as well because I kind of believe in that whole thing. But it's it was it was wild. I was drinking with everybody at Bounce uh, after the Wisconsin Notre Dame game, and I totally thought NC State was going to blow it, and it was over. I sat down one of the other Barstool guys from Chicago. He's like, oh, I'm all over North Carolina. I was like, nah, Georgia Tech's going to win that game. And I had my phone had died, and so I'd given it to the bartender. And I was like, hey, Eddie, can you give me a Georgia Tech update? And he's like, you're not funny. And I go, what? And he goes, it's over. And I go, it's over. I asked him to put on the, you know, when you're drinking, and especially all day, time gets away from me. I go, what do you mean it's over? He's like, Oregon State already started up 7 nothing." I was like, I got to go. I go, I got my phone, had enough charge to get an Uber. I couldn't believe that Georgia Tech ran away with that game. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch a single second of it, but I didn't need to and uh, went home. Oregon State was looking decent at half, fell asleep in the third quarter, woke up at 3 a.m. just going absolutely bananas. It was, uh, it was a great time. Yeah, because I was on the way to the airport or like early because my flight left at 6. And I was still texting with you, and I had to like, I was like, wait a minute, why is she texting me back right now? It's like 5 in the morning. And like, I just couldn't fall back asleep after us. I mean, you know, like when you've been drinking all day and you're just kind of like, it's almost like you take a nap, but you're still, you wake up, you still have a buzz. And I just was so buzzing from hitting that parlay. Like, I just remember calling Brett and he was asleep and he answered. He's like, hello. I go, we're fucking rich. No, not click. Like, he's like, what? I was just being so obnoxious. Obviously, it was just one of those really great weekends um that's for the record books i mean i said on monday on bet on i go i should really retire but i've already got to play on the cowboys tonight so we're gonna ride with it <laughs> yeah the week started well exactly we've been riding high and let's keep on riding it and we know what's gonna eventually happen to us but um you know that, that that's gambling and we're we're gonna win long term here that's what it's all about and the plus plus what 83 to one uh you know put 100 on it 8300 could do the math there put you in a pretty good position this yeah, season you know as long as I always said before when they were, you know, 20 is I try to keep them above 25 to one at okay. the lowest. And, um, you know, even if you hit one of those, you're free rolling for essentially two years of football yeah. season anyway. Um, and maybe even a little college basketball. So we're free rolling for a couple of years now. So let's see if uh, we can't hit another one before the season ends. Absolutely, guys. Check her out on Twitter at Kelly in Vegas, Barstool as well. Wager talk and find her there. Bet on it. Um, we, we got uh, the Bucks and the Dolphins. We're talking next week football, guys. We'll be in Tampa. If you're liking the podcast, the Hustle podcast, you like Barstool, you like Wager Talk, anything, you're welcome to come tailgate with us. What in Raymond James? Uh, do we have any particulars settled out here, Kelly? 
Do you have any particular? I missed what you said, Drew. I'm sorry. Like like Kelly or CT, you know, I, I'm not sure who's like the sailing the ship. Do we have the particulars like set out in terms oh, of no. where we're tailgating? Parking passes or not? I know Chris okay. bought uh, tickets to the game already. I'm trying to figure out our game plan for Saturday. I put it on Twitter and said, okay, where should we go? I know where we should go Saturday night, and that is a sports bar called Ferg's. But there okay. is a couple of different places on the beach in Clearwater that uh, we're trying to take Uncle Benny. I know that, Drew, you're driving up, and this is going to be really exciting. Uh, just kind of going to bar hop, I think, for the Saturday games. As long as there's good food, good TV, and the drinks are flowing. Sunday, I have a feeling that I'm going to not be feeling the hottest, and Chris is going to be in Tampa at the ass crack of dawn <laughs> and ready to get to the stadium. So we'll figure out the parking pass situation. If anybody lives in Tampa and they're like, hey, this is where you should yeah, be tailgating or yeah. if we need to be in the parking Bro. lot, I'm down for whatever. I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see this is just another stadium to check off my list. Yeah. Also, we'll, we'll tweet out where we're tailgating. So once yeah. we know, we'll, we'll get it out on Twitter so you guys can come find us. Yeah, if you guys know what lot to park in, let us know. We're going to have about three or four cars and about 15 of us. So um, if you want to come out and party with us, we'll be we'll be smashing beers. And like Cal said, John Murray did just text me back. He is going to be available for the Hustle Pod next Wednesday. I said next Wednesday at 3 or any Wednesday you're available. And he said, I'm sure we can work that out. So John Murray, uh, future guest of the Hustle Podcast. Awesome. Yeah, excited to have him on. We're also excited to have, are we doing this 50 yard dash, 100 yard dash? Oh, yeah. We're absolutely, are you kidding I think we me? Have to. Yeah, you yeah. have to. And I'm going to put it on social media. You guys are yeah. absolutely, I don't remember what the guy in the comments said. It was either 50 or 100 yard dash. Trig already said he's going to slam a Celsius, like shotgun a Celsius, and then you guys are going to race. So I guess it's going to be. Hilarious. So bring your running shoes. I don't want to hear you're in flip-flops or some weird Floridian thing. Okay, Drew? Okay. I, I mean, I just remember last week when we first talked about it, I was feeling confident and I went I went outside to go run a little bit. And now I, I think I went from the favorite to I'm not I'm not so sure. I don't run like I used to. Let's just put it that way. Kind of a little worried about it. Every, I got to figure out why I get booted off this show about 45 minutes in every week. But yeah. that's, you know. I've yeah. had other things to worry about, like where my keys are since I left them in the rental in Chicago. So I've been like cleaning up my life for the last couple of days. I'm finally, I finally have keys to everything again. So yeah, it, that was the bad beat. Last weekend, the bad beat of my weekend was leaving the Viva at Chris Thurston's house this past week. Top that, I left my keys in the rental. And um, yeah, so that was fun to come home with no keys. I finally got my car back from the Albany airport. I'm finally back into my apartment. It's it's been a good yeah, it's been a good couple of days. So all right, guys. Well, we only got about seven or eight minutes left. Kelly, you're welcome to stay as long as you want, like always, or uh, if you want to leave us with the best bet, uh, however you want to do this. I'm gonna give you guys the best bet. Uh, this is the same one I gave out on bet on it, like I do every single week. Uh, just because I, I really do I, I really try to keep things consistent across all platforms. So apologies if you guys have already heard this in some sort of capacity, but this is my favorite bet and we're going to just keep it rolling. There was a couple of years ago at, um, when I was at Bleach Report and I had a really nice run on bet, jean shorts are floor. I love jean shorts. They are. Uh, so long story short, uh, we're going to hope we can't go on like a 12 and 0 run here and I'm going to keep it rolling with the Panthers. Now I know I said okay. that I was on the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. And I didn't like the line move. I even tweeted it out. I was like, oh, I hate when it goes from four to three, like goes through that key number of three and a half, uh, it makes me a little apprehensive because I felt like the bookmakers were like, come on, guys, come on in, bet the Dallas Cowboys. And uh, the Dallas Cowboys got it done since I turned the game off. That being said, it was easy to lay those points 
I laid it early in the week last week, and that was because they were playing the Eagles. And normally I'd be looking to take the points with a divisional underdog. That was not the case. Now, I think a lot's been made of Panthers without Christian McCaffrey. I don't think it really matters. Now, I shouldn't say that he doesn't matter to the betting line because he does. But it's already baked into the betting line. This line should be three and a half. It's four. It's four and a half. I bet it at four and a half. So make sure you guys are shopping around. One of the things that I like is my good friend Mark Lawrence puts out a newsletter. And I don't always agree with his bets, but I love his database. Very similar to our good friend Ralph Michaels. They're actually friends. That's how I met him. He has it in this week. Dallas 0-8 straight up and against the spread after they win at home on Monday night. That is straight up history. The Dallas Cowboys fall flat on their face. And I'm going to be honest with you. The probably 13 minutes collectively of that game that I watched in between getting pissed and turning it off and walking in and out of the room, what in the hell is Mike McCarthy doing? I'm not saying that rule is going to be some great NFL head coach down the year down the road, but Matt Rule does not make bonehead mistakes like McCarthy did there before the half. That being said, I like the Panthers. I think this is too many points. And who do the Dallas Cowboys play next week? Oh, that's right. Another divisional opponent. I know it's just the New York Giants, but this team wants to win the NFC East. They want to ruin my Washington football team bet, and I don't blame them. I'm, I'm currently hating myself for being so high on that team, but I'm all over the Panthers this week. I like it. The Panthers, if she won't say it, I will. What, 4-0 on the Hustle Podcast, best bets, going for five. Let's go, Kelly in Vegas with the Panthers. Yeah, we're going to keep it rolling, guys. I appreciate you having me on each and every week. This has been really fun, hanging out with three of my best guy friends, and I can't wait to see you guys next week. Thanks. Absolutely. Kelly in Vegas, everyone. Follow her on uh, Twitter, at Kelly in Vegas. Check her work out at wagertalk.com on the Bet On It show and also uh, Barstool Bet. She's got a lot going on there with Barstool. So, again, guys, we are presented by Viva Tequila Seltzer coming to a store near you next month. Our belief is to live long, live well, and live it up. Viva up. What we got, Wally's Corner, I believe, CT Bets. Is that where we're going right now? Yeah, going to fire through Wally's Corner. Trig, again, what was the record last week on Wally's Corner? And give us the up-to-date record, please. Yeah, really good. last week, Wally 4-2, up-to-date record 21-11 and 11 from the Walrus. Let's 21 go. 21-11, and 11. that's pretty good, guys. So, and again, this is information that we're getting from our good friend, Pat Wall, who is a junior odds trader out at a book in Vegas that we will, uh, you know, we, we won't um, let you guys know that, but we'll keep that on the wraps. But um, <laughs> we're getting some good, sharp uh, info from him, and it's uh, it's been doing really well. So if you could find some... Uh, a good number um, that correlates with what, what we're going to give you. Go out and fire that. So uh, he gave us 11 this week, Drew Martin bets. So that's a, oh my god. He, he was supposed to give us state of 10 in typical walrus fashion. He doesn't listen, but we'll always take the extra info. So he let's gave us go. one more yeah. right before tip off. So uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, first one is Army at Ball State, team number 129, Army. They bet Army minus four up to minus seven. Currently sits around seven, seven and a half. I'll have Trig uh, tweet these as well so you guys don't have to rush and write them down. Okay, uh, write them down. Next one is Indiana at Penn State, team number 132, Penn State. They bet Penn State minus nine all the way up to minus 11 and a half. Now sits at 12 and a half. Uh, number three, Charlotte at Illinois, team number 140, Illinois. They bet minus nine up to minus 10 and a half. Now sits at minus 11. Number four, Washington at Oregon State. 
team number bet number 161 Washington they bet them Washington plus four um, down to plus three now sits at plus two and a half number five Miss State at Texas A&M they bet Mississippi State plus nine and a half down to plus seven and a half now sits at plus seven uh, Arkansas State at Georgia Southern they bet Arkansas State plus four down to two and a half now sits at plus two plus one and a half Old Dominion at UTEP they bet UTEP minus four all the way up to minus five now sits at minus five and a half five and a half off to the NFL Panthers at Cowboys on the same page as Kelly and Vegas KIV on the Panthers sharps are on the Panthers they bet them plus five and a half down to four and a half Giants at Saints they bet the Saints minus six and a half up to minus seven now sits minus seven and a half Cardinals at Rams they bet the cards plus six and a half down the five now sits at four plus four and a half and he gave us one more uh, right before tip-off Western Michigan they bet minus five at Buffalo now sits at Western Michigan minus six and a half minus seven so there's 11 for you Trig will tweet them uh, later on and uh, if you guys missed uh, miss it and I didn't go so fast so I, I Pan- Panthers it. seems to be like the sharpest side out there right now because I I had another very sharp football better that I trust and is always seems to be on the right side of uh, the, the move or the number like Panthers as well so hopefully that's hopefully that's the case and, and KIV's streak is is intact but that looks like a sharp side. All right, guys, we're running up against it a little bit uh, time-wise. Really good information from Molly's Corner. I'm going to uh, lay, put a little bit of risk on these myself. So uh, he's on that heck of a run, 21-11. and 11. But uh, best bets, guys, I, I, I want to start us off with uh, Air Force New Mexico. 45-and-a-half is the total. And look, Rocky Long, the defensive coordinator for New Mexico, used to be the head coach for uh, San Diego State. And, of course, they played the option – a bunch too, which and they fared very well. He knows how to coach his defenses against the option attack. Not going to be a whole lot of up tempo here. Forty-five and a half in college football is not a high total, but it's not high for a reason. I'm betting the under Air Force in New Mexico for my best bet. So CT bets, you got a uh, best bet for us? Yeah, I hit my second best bet in a row last week with the Rams, and I'm coming right back with McVeigh and the boys again this weekend. I know Wally just said there was there was sharp action on the cards. They hit them plus uh, plus six and a plus six plus five and a half. It's down to four and a half. I'll, I'm getting to the window. All right, did I laid four and a half four oh five Eastern Sunday? The cards are coming to L.A. in this NFC West showdown uh, to sh- secure the top spot in the division. Cards were impressive week one over the Titans. Squeak out a win in Minnesota week two where they got dominated. Uh, have to come back versus the Jags uh, in week three. Uh, to get a comeback, comeback win, and and they get the win in the cover. Uh, Rams look to be that team that I thought they might be. I, I bet them fourteen to one to win the Super Bowl at the beginning of the year. I'm going to lay it with Stafford and McVay over um, Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury. Rams minus four and a half. Best bet. Look to take it four and two on uh, the overall best bets for CT. Nice. I like it. Now, Adam, what about you, buddy? Yeah. So I'm going to go to the NFL here. Uh, my last couple on this show have been college football. Uh, They haven't got there, so I'm going to switch it up. I'm going to go to the NFL, and I'm going to go with the Washington football team. Uh, I have to be honest, 
Uh, this They've been a, a real disappointment so far this year. I was very high on um, on the football team coming into the season, and really they, they should be 0-3 right now. I mean, they were kind of gifted that Giants win. Uh, it just got blown out last week by Buffalo. Uh, ugly game one, you know, first game of the season. They couldn't get off the field on third down, and then they choked the ball away inside their own five-yard line and basically give that win to the Chargers. With that being said, you know, they haven't covered a spread yet. I think this is the week that changes. The Falcons still just scream fraud to me. I, I just, I still, I don't buy, you know, we're going to look at this in a few weeks and say, okay, well, Atlanta's this, but they've been, you know, their wins are over uh, AFC or NFC East teams, which is still a pretty weak division in my opinion. Uh, I'm just not buying Atlanta as a three and one team. And I think we're going to see football team look a little bit better this week because Atlanta really just doesn't have a pass rush. So it's not going to be like last week where Heineke couldn't do anything against the, the Bills. And that was a big you know reason that the Bills were able to pull away in that game. Um, but I actually see Washington sort of winning this game, I think, in the, in the trenches a little bit here. I think the defensive line, which I'm really waiting for Chase Young to like look like he did last year and the player that we know he is, I think they're going to get some push on the defensive side against Atlanta's offensive line. And at the, at the same time, I just the, the Atlanta defensive line is really not very good. I think you're going to see a uh, football team have a much easier time moving the ball here. And I, I think it's just, you know, we know this defense is good. I don't really know what has been the issue so far this year, but they've played a couple strong teams, right? The Bills, you know, offense is very good. The Chargers just kept converting. You know, the defense wasn't terrible in that game, but the Chargers just kept converting third downs. So I think it's a little bit fluky that they're as bad as they've been. I'm going to call for the football team defense to step up this week, and I think we're going to see a little more offense. I want to say they're minus one right now. I would probably lay the minus 120, but either way, uh, football team is going to win that game. Washington football team it is from Trig. We got uh, some guys in the chat box. Jimmy, appreciate the kind words here. Uh, we appreciate you being a follower. If you're in the Tampa area, come tailgate with us for the uh, Dolphins and Bucks game. And uh, Sweet asking, is this live? Yeah, we are live. Simulcast live on the Wager Talk YouTube channel. You can listen anytime, anywhere, wherever you're downloading your podcast at the hustle podcast apple podcast whatever please uh rate and like the podcast ct bets any final words before we shut this down yeah final thoughts if you guys like the show and you like the information we're giving out we started a merchandise store we got some good stuff on there our good friend pat wall set it up for us we have t-shirts um we have hoodies tank tops uh glasses please help support us uh keep this show going uh, very reasonable price uh, on there, and, and there's good stuff. So we'll we'll be uh, showing some swag in the next couple of shows here. We got a big order on hands, and we'll uh, we'll be giving out some t-shirts and hoodies uh, as the year goes on too. Absolutely, it's a pretty cool uh, logo, if I might say, the Hustle Podcast logo. Uh, Adam, any any closing thoughts here before we shut this down? Closing thoughts. I meant to bring this up when Cal was on. I was in. Um, we we showed up at a steakhouse. I was with Kelly. Megan Money, her husband, another one of our friends, as Dolphins Raiders were going to overtime. And we sat there and grinded that game out on my phone. The steakhouse, I don't know why she booked a, a, a dinner at a library. It was like the quietest, state, quietest steakhouse I think I've been in in a while. So, I mean, you could have heard a pin drop, and we were just sweating this Dolphins. Uh, Cal and I both had Dolphins plus three and a half. Probably craziest NFL game in the weekend. We were going nuts. 
being obnoxiously loud. I meant to bring it up when she was on there, but it was uh, awesome hanging out with her and the Barstool crew in Chicago. And hopefully, you know, those events will keep happening because we had a we had a great time. And I think everyone, it was open to the public and whatnot. And I think everyone had a pretty good time. We're going to keep nice. rolling next weekend. Absolutely. Yes, next weekend, guys. All right. Uh, for CT Bets, Adam Trigger, I am Drew Martin, The Hustle Show Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Best of luck with your bets.